Hi everyone, welcome, welcome, welcome. It has been the longest minute. I mean, I had a bit of respite, had a bit of a break, had a little bit of a hiatus, but we're back. Welcome to Before You Go. Um, it's lovely to be doing this again after such a prolonged break. Um, as per, I will talk about my day. Today has been a very chilled day. I've had time to reflect as always, but I've also had some time in the sunshine because the weather has been delectable, it's been the best. Um, but today, and this season even, is gonna be a little bit different from last season. So last season, I went through a lot of topics um, by myself, and I spoke about a lot of things by myself. But in this season, I will be sharing gems, words of wisdoms, musings with my beloved family members and people who are dear to me. So, today's guest is someone who has known me longer than I've known myself, funnily enough. Um, and she's incredibly important to me and my journey. And that is my fire alarm that I've been trying to fix for the last month, okay? So if anyone tall wants to help me, please help me, okay? Because I've tried. My house is really weird. Ceilings are really high. I don't have a ladder yet. I can't reach. I've tried. We're here. So you're going to be hearing beeping. Welcome it. It's part of the ambiance. Enjoy it, okay? But back to my intro. So... Would you like to introduce yourself, beloved? Hello, everyone. Okay, so I am joined by my lovely sister, um, who is, oh gosh, she is so many different amazing uh, things. Cut all of that out, girl. No, I'm being just say it as it is. Okay, let me let me not blow her trumpet too tough. Yeah, please, but she please, please. is. Intellectual property goddess. Ow! All your, you know, IP needs. She's got you. I got okay? you, boo boo. We're gonna plug the the company a little bit later on. But aside from that, she's an incredible poet. She's a mother. Um, she can't really sing. No. But she's good at can, other stuff. I can try some singing. She could try. <laughs> uh, not joking. No, she can. Don't. Um, <laughs> but that's not her thing. And, yes, yeah, so she's the mother to my amazing nephew. And she's just one of those women who are powering through life, doing it all. She's recently left London and relocated, so we're going to touch on that. Mm -hmm. um, and look at, you know, the quarantine experience outside of London. You know, the whole notion of being away from family, because the majority of our family actually based in London mm -hmm. so we're going to talk about that as well so welcome thank you thank, <laughs> you thank you for the lovely welcome oh you're most welcome so how has your day been today um my day's been all right so um this week I started um a new job um so yeah I was um I worked in London for like majority of my life and then after getting married and qualifying and stuff I moved to a firm in Kent um, and that was a bit mm, meh. Okay, um, what about it was was it was it a culture shock or like how how did you find it? Yeah, so it was. So okay, so I've I've generally worked in places where I'm pretty much the only black 
person. So uh, the firm that I, I was at for the longest period of time, about almost five years I was there. Um, yeah, at the, at the beginning I was like the only black person there right, and then right. it got a bit more diverse and stuff. And then the firm that I went to in Ken after that was almost like moving back in time. So right. I was again the only black female. And is this like a common thing within your field, do you find? Um, that it's uh, the higher you go, the higher you climb, you tend to be the only black woman in the room. Or you, like, mm. it's almost like there's a lottery. Like, if they're gonna have diversity, they either pick someone Asian or they make sure that they've got someone black, or it has to be one woman. Or is yeah. that how the space is kind of? So yeah, I would say the profession itself is. I think it's it's trying a bit to be a bit more diverse, but I think there are still some firms that are holding on to like. Mm-hmm. not seeing an issue with diversity and it really to be fair it really depends on who's in HR so if you've got a good HR team they understand about like diversity and like diversifying the talent and stuff like that in in the workplace but if you don't have a good HR team they just will continue business as as as, as normal as right. usual so yeah okay so now you've moved Back to London yeah. in terms of working, not yeah, necessarily yeah. living. No, not living. How has the quarantine experience been being all the way in outside London, like Kent? Like, what's yeah. that been like? Um, so I think, yeah, so I think initially when I moved to Kent, like, not seeing family, like, being able to see your family regularly, mm-hmm. that was kind of tough. Um, but then you get used to it. But you had that through pregnancy. Yes, yeah, so I had that through pregnancy. Um, so yeah, that that was yeah, that was that was really really tough. I'd say like just and and from going from an experience where you had all your family like close yeah, around you. Yeah, we have never stuff, been apart like, until yeah, then. It was, yeah, it was it was mad. It was it was an experience. But yeah, so got used to that. And then obviously Isaac's like growing so we're doing the thing where he's seeing grandparents like spending the weekend with them like every other month and stuff like that so then the whole of like six months of the year six seven months of the year not seeing anyone, not seeing anyone. that was yeah I felt yeah so it was okay for me because I feel like we had like social media we have like zoom mm-hmm. stuff like that whatsapp so we could like see each other mm. but yeah it was it was sad to not be able to physically like touch and, yeah and you know like i saw like videos of people that would go around to their parents house and stand outside and just wave and i was and like yeah get that. no one's driving an hour plus to just stand outside and just wave yeah. and then drive back it's, it's not happening so yeah so that was that was that was tough but yeah it was that's all right, man. We, we powered through. We're, we're here. I'm here now. Yay. A lady of resilience, of course. Okay, I also wanted to ask you, so a lot of people ask me, what is the idea behind your podcast? What is the aim? And I often end up saying, I don't know in, in, exactly in terms of it being about one thing. But for me, the biggest thing in my life at the moment that has happened to me, the biggest moment has been becoming a mother. I mean, for me, it's been tied into a lot of other things, yeah. as we know, which I will touch on one episode at a time. <laughs> but um, yeah, becoming a mother. So I've got certain questions for you because our setup is a little bit different. Um, for those of you who don't know, I'm divorced and I also am a single mum at the moment, whereas my sister is married and she is not a single mum <laughs> because she's married. 
put it on the chat. <laughs> so, um, I just wanted to ask, like, in terms of like motherhood, yeah. what did you expect it to be? Because we have the same mum, so I've always been curious to know if we've had the same idea yeah. as to what motherhood would be like. Because we have a mum in common, yeah, and shared experience. What's it like? Do you know, I'm gonna be honest. I didn't have any expectations. I, I just actually, I really thought it was just gonna be hard. I thought it was gonna be hard. Um, but in terms of like, what? Okay, there's there's another question. What kind of mother did I think I was going to be based on the mother okay, that I yeah, had? Okay, let's go there. So I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's really hard because I knew already. I'm not like a maternal person. I yeah. mean, you say that, but no. your qualities are incredibly maternal. No, but just that in terms of like liking and loving kids in the room and all of that, it's... But you see, to me, that is a very superficial um, expression of maternal. For yeah. me, that is incredibly superficial. I feel like um, maternal is a protector. Mm. Uh, maternal is a provider. Mm. Maternal is someone who is a problem solver. Mm. And I feel like you hold all those qualities, if anything, more Thanks, than girl. out of the three of us in terms <laughs> of like us as sisters. I mean, you ferociously protect and you provide mm. and you problem solve like it's nothing. So hearing you say you're not maternal, in my head, obviously with my understanding yeah, yeah. of what maternal is, I get that. But then yeah. we had a mum who was all those things. But she was also very cuddly. Yeah, and very, yeah, yeah. Like, okay. want to hug and kiss you all the time. So yeah, so I knew that. Like, so for example, my my mum is really tactile. She Your loves mom? our mum is really <laughs> our mum is really tactile. She loves to like hug and and kiss and stuff like that. So I knew that that I would be that type of mum that I would love my own child and like just not anyone else's. Just not anyone else's. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I won't pick up anyone else's child, but I'll pick up mine, cuddle mine and stuff like that. Um, what did I think? I just thought motherhood was going to be hard. Um, and primarily because I thought that although that I'm, I'm married, I knew that generally speaking... you're doing it alone. You, yeah. The women. Yeah, mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? And, like, Bode's quite good, so he did, like... Oh, sorry. I mean, if you want to <laughs> name him, that's, that's fine. I mean, yeah. I mean yeah. He, yeah, he's good in that. He... Um, he helps. He helps out a bit. Um, but, I mean, <laughs> no, he's yeah, he's good. He he does he does his bit. Um, but yeah, not having your mum there, right? Um, I just knew that it would be difficult. Mm-hmm. It'll be it'll be tough in that sense of like being alone. And it almost felt like so like mum when she had us, she was pretty much here by herself yeah, yeah so it was almost like oh my god like I'm, I, I have the benefit of having a mum here but you don't get to experience exactly so Whereas for me then yeah I have been lucky enough to live near mum yeah to have her yeah. but then it balances out because there is no man in my house so yeah, I guess exactly, exactly. it's a bit of yeah, yeah. the same type of thing no, yeah, yeah. I would say for myself what my expectations were for motherhood obviously I didn't know my situation would become what it what it is so I had all these positive, flowery images in my head of Sunday picnics after church and just being this really exuberant woman who, Ah. do you know what I mean? It was just this 
minefield of goodness. I think also because my pregnancy was so difficult. Yeah. Um, I was really just looking forward to the part where I actually have my baby and I yeah. can control yeah. to a degree like what's going on because with my pregnancy and sickness and everything, a condition called hypermesis, gravidarum, we'll get into that <laughs> on another episode. Um, you can't really control how you feel, what your body's doing, and your mood, it's, it's all quite um, idiopathic in that sense. But um, so I feel like that was my, that was my expectation. Yeah. What was your reality? Yeah, so I, do you know, so backtracking, because I need to put it into context when I say I, I, I didn't really have any expectations. So um, we didn't plan to have like a baby as early as we did mm-hmm. in, our, in our marriage or whatever. Um, and at the time that I got pregnant, I was training. I remember. Um, so my mind wasn't really on the baby, and it sounds terrible. It was almost like, okay, how can I just speed this up so I can just go back to training so I can qualify and that, yeah. that chapter yeah, 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 that was your be goal. over. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I just wasn't really thinking about it. So what was my reality? My reality was it was, it was tough, but it wasn't as hard as like I you I prepared yourself. Yeah, to, exactly. To really so I remember I, like before having Isaac. So um, like I think like the, the last few months, like I'd have this dream where I would Isaac was here, and I just didn't know how to get him dressed to leave the house, Aww. and I, and it just freaked me out. Yeah, like that just yeah. like, absolutely like freaked me out. Like oh my god, I actually. I've have I have no experience of like a little child. We mm-hmm. had no cousins. No, we didn't. We're also close in, in age. Yeah. So it's not like I had the experience of raising my oh you gosh, know yeah, little my sister little sister or, or my little brother or whatever. So I didn't have that. So yeah, so that that fear um I think is what kind of yeah. So yeah, but it wasn't it wasn't as it wasn't as hard. And also as much as I feel like I'm not a mother earth and I'm not all like my sun is the rainbow and the stars yeah. but like I feel like I'm getting there like I'm sometimes, seeing like, it. I sometimes seeing I look at him it. and he just gives me so much joy like it's and mad it's normal. but yeah so yeah that's I the find reality. that quite interesting because I feel like maybe then every single expectant mum or every single mum at some point in their pregnancy has some irrational fear mm-hmm. and mine was I would not wake up and hear her to feed her so when I first had her the first week before my life became green leaf yeah um, <laughs> I couldn't sleep because I was so frightened that she would need milk and obviously I'm the cow so I was just so terrified that I wouldn't be able to wake up I'd be in such a deep sleep that she'd just be screaming her head off and it did happen once um, and, and that was quite frightening. Um, so that was interesting. But okay, so in terms of me, the reality for me, mm. oh God, well the reality became something else. Yeah. So I feel like I'm still exploring yeah, yeah, my reality. Yeah, yeah, of course. It's, it's almost still unfolding, it's almost still unraveling. Um, but it's, it's taken several turns and it's finally on the up. So I'm happy about that, yeah. and I'm enjoying it. Yeah, yeah. Um, there are the days where I oh, am tested. Tell me about it. There are the days <laughs> where I call upon the Lord <laughs> in hopes to be saved. Um, but I am enjoying it, and I'm I'm surprised with how I've been able to adjust. Yeah, no, definitely. I I always say I always say I think you're like. You think that I'm like strong, but I just like everything that you've been through. Like 100, percent I've said 
like you're you are resilient boy because well, who, damn girl who is, I don't, wait, I don't wait, know wait, wait. who is our mom yeah for real well, right then for real, for real. <laughs> got no choice yeah, um, yeah okay cool I've got another question for you okay cool how difficult was it because I'm at this stage now but how difficult was it to transition from maternity leave adjusting to motherhood into you're back in the workforce you've now got a child who isn't this wriggly little thing who can actually run up and down mm-hmm. give you a bit of jip you know stress you mm-hmm. out doesn't want to go to bed on schedule and you've got this really demanding job because you are a solicitor yeah i am a teacher yeah these jobs are very demanding like how have you been able to maneuver oh i would say i'm still i'm still figuring it out and like so yeah, I'm I'm still I'm still trying to figure it out. It it is it is tough. Like I remember there was this gonna sound terrible, um, but there was one day um, when I was when I went back to work um, and there was like a client meeting or something that overran. And I live in Kent, and at this time I was still commuting to London. Um, and I wasn't going to make it back to pick up Isaac. Is that with me? And no, that's another okay. time. Um, so, <laughs> so it wasn't called again. And Isaac gets dropped off at his childminders, what he did, um, around nine o'clock. And I'm supposed to pick him up at six. So it's already like a long, a long yeah, day. Yeah. Um, and I couldn't get him because I couldn't leave. So I had to, his godmother, one of his godparents lives in Kent. So I had to like, get her to pick him up so she picked him up and because she picked him up that meant that there's no real pressure for me to rush home so I had to stay for the rest of like the client meeting yeah. so I got back to Isaac at like nine o'clock and I felt so bad because it's like it's such a long period yeah. of time that he's he's not with you you're supposed mm-hmm. to be his primary carer x y and z and you just feel like you're almost like neglecting like your the parenting side mm-hmm. of, of what you're supposed to do so yeah I feel like I'm still trying to work out the balance like, like with this new job I've, I've like said you know I'm gonna be a bit more disciplined with like my time and stuff uh, but yeah I'm still I'm still working, working out, out. It's, 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 it's tough it is I feel like I'm trying to make sense of it because my transition is happening during a pandemic mm. <laughs> so as much as you know, these are my working hours. I've been doing that at home. Yeah. And it's only in the last month that I've actually been going into the school building. Yeah. And even then, like, it's not what it will be because I've had, you know, the fact that mum's at home yeah, exactly. to kind of help. Yeah. But I'm going to have to, and this is what I'm, I'm scared of, like, I'm going to have to really be regimented and exactly. scheduled yeah. to say, in this time, of this day I'm going to wake up I'm going to go straight to the childminder then I'm going to have to go to work and be yeah. at work on time and all that kind of stuff and because I haven't had the experience of easing into it which you would have at the yeah. end of maternity leave, yeah. I am mortified mm. so is there any like advice like free things you'd say I would need to or anyone would need in terms of just getting their head in the game to be able to transition smoothly I would say take your time that's that's number one take your time and and even if there are bumps along the way don't beat yourself up too much about it like yeah it it happens but take your time be forgiving 
um, and also just be as disciplined as you can. Like, don't go into it thinking, oh, I just like, like, actually have a plan. Like, be have intentional. a yeah, yeah, be intentional, yeah. have a structure, like, and 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 use that. But if for whatever reason there are going to be instances where you fall outside it, it, it happens. Yeah. But just don't let that be the norm. Your 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 child is your priority, and your work is secondary. And that's something that like I'm mm-hmm. beginning to get my yeah. mind around. Okay, and before you go, because it's 20 minutes, oh. and I, do you know what? I'm enjoying it, so we can keep going if we <laughs> need to. But what is the biggest, or what is the most valid, or what is the most important piece of advice you would want to leave your child with in terms of what they need to know about this world? You know, we both have babies that aren't very conversant with what's going on right now but if you were to leave let's say i'm very dramatic but let's say you left a slab of stone that had been inscripted with the wise words of of mother for for your child to hang on their neck to remind Mm -hmm. them through the ages what would that one piece of advice be um i think it is i think okay because we're black and the backdrop of like everything mm-hmm. that is going on, I'd think it would be something along the lines of you are enough and you deserve the space you're in. Like, because I think sometimes being black, you feel like maybe you're the token. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe you don't deserve to be where you are because mm-hmm. of the way people treat you. But just knowing that you deserve to be in the space that you are. You occupy it for a reason and you're enough. So I think that's what I would leave. Well, that's amazing. Um, I'm asking myself the question. <laughs> I should ask you. No, no, what no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, If I was asking myself a question, I think I've kind of hijacked this from mum. Because I, I do this weird thing, mm. but I might be in a moment and I tell myself I'm going to remember this for the rest of my life mm. and I do that with certain things that I hear um, so there was one time where I was just like to mum I didn't think she was going to die or anything and yeah I don't do mm. that now but um, I said to her what is the one thing that you would want me to just move through this life knowing mm-hmm. and what would you want me to pass on to my kids and then to pass on to their kids and obviously, you know our mum, so she would have said something to do with Jesus, but I was just like, no, just outside of that. <laughs> is there anything is outside there of Jesus? anything outside, outside of Jesus? Well, no, of no, course not. Girl. Not with our mum, but I told her to, to really think hard. Um, and, and she did. She remembered something that her mum had told her, um, but she said it in, in our language that I obviously didn't understand at the time. <laughs> and then she translated it into English. And it was that life is wealth. Mm. and when I asked her to elaborate on that she just said and this is honestly it's kept me even through this most Mm. troublesome period of my life the fact that you are alive is the most important currency because with a new day there is hope of course and there's an opportunity for your circumstances to To change you know with a new day there's an opportunity for your health to improve. Mm. With a new day, there's an opportunity for your finances to improve. Mm. With a new day, there's all this endless possibility. So true wealth is life itself. Yeah. And that blew my mind when she said that. So mm. it's something that I find really, really comforting. And it's something that has really held me together, even in this period. 
that's what I would definitely pass oh, on cool. to my daughter, my and daughter. the other kids. <laughs> Hallelujah, Lord. <laughs> man comes along. Um, but yeah, so that's that. Um, what else was I going to ask you? I was going to ask you one more thing before you go. Okay. <laughs> I like See how what you, I did I, there? I like that, I like that girl. <laughs> yeah, cool. Okay, before you go, tell us a bit more about you, what you do, and if people need to reach you, oh, would you want to just put that in the uh, in the comments? Yeah, I'll put that in the comments. No, um, but yeah, no. What, so what do I do? So I am a commercial and intellectual property solicitor. Um, so yeah, so that's what I do daily. So uh, anything from trademarks, copyright, design rights, and all that that good stuff, NDAs reviewing commercial contracts all of that um so yeah um that's that's me <laughs> um and Perfect. yeah and you do you offer your services so yes i do i do offer my services and i also work for a brilliant firm as well so um yeah so yeah all right so i'll write down the details or anyone can like dm me um or message me on instagram because i don't have a twitter for this pod but it has been so lovely. It's been breaking amazing. bread. We it's had pizza we before did. we recorded. And it was so good. And it was so good. And she's like recently become some sort of vegetarian person. So, so I go through phases. Pesky. Uh, pesky. Veggie. veggie. Are you going to do vegan? No. Okay. I like cheese. I like cheese way too much. But it was a winning pizza. And we did not drink today. But we shall reconvene. And my throat is a bit dry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so we will reconvene. But it has been lovely spending time with you. Thank you. Oh, I don't always get to see you, so this is perfect. And thanks for feeding me. For everyone listening, it's been lovely occupying this virtual space with you once again. Hopefully, everyone has kind of come back and not forgotten about me, us. Um, and <laughs> yeah, we will reconvene. Ciao for now. Ciao. Bye. Bye.